CBS Sports shared their thoughts on the outlook for Texas A&M this season. I disagree. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. CBS Sports made a list of their most overrated and underrated teams in the SEC. They had Texas A&M listed as one of the most overrated teams in the SEC. I'm going to read the blurb they have for the Aggies and tell you why I disagree. Here's the blurb. On paper, the Aggies can compete with anyone in college football. Unfortunately, football isn't played on paper. Texas A&M's total defense slipped from number 14 to 51 after Mike Elko left to help uh, resurrect Duke. Quarterback Connor Wigman showed flashes of brilliance in his five appearances last season, but also completed just 55% of his passes as he was thrown into the fire to try and save a miserable season. The offensive line group is a question mark once again after a disappointing effort. Making matters worse, the Aggie schedule is tougher with road trips to Tennessee, Old Miss, Miami, and LSU. Texas A&M will have a puncher's chance in most of their games, but there's little chance to believe in the Aggies are anywhere close to competing for the SEC West, nor are they locked to ever finish within the top half of the division. Or to, I'm sorry, to even finish within the top half of the division, not ever, to even finish within the top half of the division. So that was their thoughts on the season. Then they also gave a bold take. So I'm going to read this bold take, and then we're going to run through all of it. Their bold take was this. They say, the pairing of Fisher and Petrino will not work well for Texas A&M. Since it will cost too much to get rid of Fisher, Petrino will be let go at the end of the season, if not sooner. Let's run through this. I, I, I don't. So, I, I get what they're saying with on paper, I, you know, and, and I know before I, before I get the comments saying it doesn't matter, it's just, you know, that's what, that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about this stuff and give our thoughts. So, I agree, does it matter to, towards the outlook of the season? No. Do the, you know, does any of it, but we're still going to run through why I think I just don't agree with this. So, basically, we'll start with the Connor Wigman you know, statement, the 55% completion percentage. Now, I mean, they did say that he showed signs of looking great. They did say that he was thrown into the fire. I agree with both of those. But the one thing he didn't do was make mistakes. I don't think, let me double check and say they didn't say anything about that. Um, the, thrown into the fire. Yeah, they didn't say, he, he didn't make mistakes, okay? Connor Brinkman did not make mistakes last year. We know that. There was no talk about any of that. Also, there was no talk about, hey, maybe he could get better. Maybe he could have gotten better this offseason. You know, I think that's where, where what I did. That was the first thing when I read this, this little um, stuff from CBS Sports that I just, people can get better. I think we have this thought sometimes in college football where like, we're like, well, that guy was bad last year. He's going to be bad this year. Th things can improve. That's what coaches get paid to do. They get paid to make their teams better every offseason. So 
Connor Wigman, I mean, what do you, did you see from him last season that didn't make you go, wow, this kid could be elite next year. This kid could have an amazing college football career. He did so much that could lead you to believe that there's positives on the, you know, coming up for, for the young quarterback. I mean, I say the joke a lot. I mean, when he came in, Connor Wigman was thrown into a fire. That's a great example. I mean, I hate, I get that you have to have people prepared. I get all that. It's football. That stuff's going to happen. I'm not making excuses for him, but I mean, the dude, he was at his senior prom a couple months before. Like, he's a young man who was learning the game. You have to develop a little bit. And now he has. He's developed. He's been at practice. He's got one of the best wide receiver course in the SEC, if not the country. How can you look at his situation and not – so I get it. I, I understand the reasons to be concerned about Texas a and I'm not, I'm not totally knocking what they're saying. I get it. I think this is like the outside looking in perspective of Texas A&M. And I get it on paper, the Aggies can compete with anyone, but football isn't played on paper. At the end of the day, it's one of the best rosters in college football. It doesn't matter what you say on paper. None of that. You throw that out the window. What matters is this team is talented. Coach Fisher has made, has made, you know, coaching changes in bringing in Coach Petrino. Now, speaking of the Coach Petrino thing, I got a comment today saying I wish this would get put to bed. I agree. Like, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to keep this narrative going, but I am when I see it in writing, I'm going to, to say how much I disagree and why I don't think this is going to come to fruition. We saw Texas A&M's AD joking about this the other day. They were talking about how we need boxing gloves for Coach Petrino and Fisher because everybody thinks they're fighting. It's like people push narratives in the college football world to – have conversations and to have stories and to have, you know, and to have something to discuss when at the end of the day, I just don't think some of these, there's no reason to push this narrative. What have you seen thus far in the eight months coach Petrino has been in college station that lead you to believe that there's going to be any issues. They seem to have handled this. Who's going to call the plays. Well, they seem to be handling all of this. Well, it doesn't seem like there's any kind of issue there. Coach Petrino's had great things to say about Coach Fisher and vice versa. All we've heard is positives from each of them. This is a narrative I think people are just pushing so that they have a narrative to push, and I'm tired of it. You know, what what have we seen that leads us to believe that's going to come to fruition? Nothing. I think we got to put that to bed. So I'm not out here. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying this. to. I'm saying this because I'm tired of seeing it places because I don't think that's going to happen. So – and then when it comes to the team, now, and also, I want to add, that was a bold prediction. The blurb about the, the season as a whole, that wasn't bold. That was their genuine thoughts. The bold prediction, so no. Coach Petrino, I get it's a bold prediction. You're allowed to have bold predictions. That's what yesterday's Locked on Aggies was all about, as you everydayers know. But, you know, bold predictions is fine. I appreciate them. I think they're fun. But Coach Petrino is not getting fired halfway through the season. That's He's going to be too good. This offense is going to work too well for him to get fired halfway through the year. I'm just, I'm completely sold on that. Um, but I mean, the rest of this, like, and uh, it's a great point. The schedule's tough, but I think that they are, you know, right here. Okay. You, the, right under Texas A&M, one, the next team they have listed as the overrated team is Ole Miss. They think Ole Miss is overrated. So why are you, you know, if you think they're overrated too, why are you acting like the, you know, the Aggies don't have a chance to go and beat them at their place? That's just not, it's a more talented roster. It's a more talented football team. If your issues are with the coaching staff, I get that. I understand that. Goodness, we are ranting today, ladies and gentlemen. This is something else. But I just hate when when, when people make the, you know, push out these, 
I don't think reading this blurb, I mean, like I said, there's a lot that's right and a lot I disagree with. I think that they're there, it's all negative. There are, I mean, there's there's nothing of like this Texas AM team could click and be one of the best teams in the country because that is true. None of that. It's just all negatives, nothing positive here. And I get it. I know it at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's not gonna, it doesn't matter for the Aggie season. I get all that. I really do. But it just frustrates me that like people aren't you know, admitting, wow, if this team does click, if the things I've talked about, the offensive line's good, the defensive line stops the run, the uh, Connor Wigman's great and Gus Petrino is great, if all that happens, this team is going to click and this team could be dominant. So I think that that is what frustrates me is that you don't kind of allude to if these things happen, this team could be good. And then they go on to say this team's not going to finish in the top half of the division. Like, I mean, who's going to be better? I mean, I get Bama and, and Bama and LSU, but it's like I'm not sold on Ole Miss. I'm not sold on Auburn. I'm not sold on Mississippi State. Um, I mean, you know, so what What are you looking at that leads you to believe? Or uh, in Arkansas, I mean, I'm a little bit more sold on Arkansas, but still it's like I think this team, I think Texas A&M, my worst case is third in the West, which would, I guess, be the top half. Obviously, is not not an even number, but – um. So th- that's my thoughts on this. I, and I get it. You know, t- people are, I've seen some people high on AM. I've seen some people low on AM. Um, I get all of it. It's fair. I understand that everybody's they're entitled to their own opinion on the Aggies, not knocking them. Um, I actually met some of these CBS guys at Media Days. They're good, they're good dudes. I'm not knocking them at all. I just don't agree with this take. Um, and it's not like it's all wrong. I just think that you should have, there should have been a couple sentences saying, if this happens and this happens, this team can be great. It was just all like it's like they have zero belief Texas A&M can go on to a good season, which I think many in College Station believe can happen, myself included. So, um, you know, I think Wigman's going to take that leap forward. I don't think we're going to see any issues between Coach Petrino and Coach Fisher. And then the offensive line, I mean, I get that. They were bad last year, but they were banged up last year. They're healthy right now. I know there's a little bit of question about Foster. We're going to talk about that in mailbag. But – you know, it was a banged up offensive line that is pretty healthy right now and deep right now and is in position to be good this year, push people off the line. So, um, you know, that's just my thoughts here. I think that, I think that te- this, this is, we'll wrap it up and say this this Texas AM football team is going to prove a lot of people wrong, and I can't wait to see it. But, you know, it's fun to be able to have these conversations about different people's opinions. I get it. Appreciate all of them. So, you know, let me know um, everybody's thoughts on this blurb here. Let me know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What do you wish? How how do you wish they would have said it? Two Aggie freshmen were listed on on three's true freshman All-American list. And somebody was left off. We're going to talk about that and who these players were coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to talk about our friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your car to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. 
Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. So we are seeing some preseason accolades for our Aggie football players. So the first one that we're going to kind of go through here is the true freshman All-American list. This one is a good one. The true freshman All-American team, we saw two Aggies, offensive Aggies listed. Running back Ruben Owens and offensive lineman Chase Basantis. There was one player we didn't see listed on the defensive side of things. And that would be DJ Hicks. Um, I'm a little, you know, I think that people are severely underrating DJ Hicks and what he brings to the table for this Texas A&M football team. Now, if you want to talk about immediate impact, I get that argument because it's not going to be easy for him to come in and just play immediately. Boom. You know, I get that. He uh, he's in one of the deepest rooms in college football, that being the Texas A&M defensive line. But he is one of the best players in this recruiting class, one of the best players. And we've all we've heard out of fall camp is great things. DJ Hicks is that dude, and he is going to prove it on the field. I cannot wait to see that play out in front of our very eyes. We get to see this young man strap him up, lace him up, and get ready to rock and roll in College Station. In Kyle Field, I can't wait because I am so high on this young man and what he's going to do for the Aggies. Um, so I was really surprised he was not there. I think he was one of the biggest snubs on this list. Now, Chase Basantis and Ruben Owens were there. One take I have on this, and you know, I mean, it's it's a little interesting, but the take I have on this is both of these guys were ranked in the mid-30s and on threes rankings but they made their their All-American true freshman team. I think that means that what they've done so far during their time in college has proven how good they are. I think this is an, you know, an attaboy to the coaching staff saying, look what you guys have done with these talented players. You've elevated them to uh, one of the best players in the class. You've taken them up. I mean, now I know it's not like they went from 150 to top 20 player, but what my point is, you know, you're taking talent and you're and you're and, and you're not letting this talent bust. You're not letting this talent turn into players that aren't going to have a valuable role. So good for the coaching staff on that. Good for uh, Chase Basantis, Ruben Owens and the DJ Hicks, my pal. You're going to be on the postseason list. I know it for a fact. We're going to see it. You might not be on this one now. Let that be a chip on your old shoulder, and we're going to see you on the postseason true freshman All-American list. I just already know it. That's how good of a player he is. Um, I mean, hearing what he's done so far at fall camp, hearing uh, McKinley Jackson talk about him at media days, I mean, it's just it's going to be scary what he's going to do in a Texas A&M uniform. The Aggies had six players make the coaches poll um, you know, it was the coaches poll. Like we saw, we talked about the coaches poll top 25. This was the coaches poll, all sec teams. So Anaya Smith was first team all purpose because he is, he can do everything. He was second team returner. 
and third team wide receiver. That just, I think to me, you know, before we move on and talk about the rest of the players on this list, that to me is just a think how good Anaya Smith is. I mean, he's on three different lists for what he's able to do for this Texas A&M football team. I mean, I think that just says so much about the kind of player he is. He's just a, a dog, a junkyard dog. Just go in, get the work done, do anything for you, win your football games. I love Anaya Smith and what he's going to be able to do for Texas A&M this year. I'm so happy the Aggies got him back. Damani Richardson was listed as second-team defensive back. McKinley Jackson was listed as second-team defensive tackle. Evan Stewart was second-team wide receiver. Layden Robinson was third-team offensive line. And Nick Constantino, the Aggie punter, was listed as second-team punter. I think the biggest snub here on this list would probably have to be... Huh. I'm thinking... I'm thinking it's Bryce Foster. I mean, just the way you look at this, to me, my thought is, I mean, Bryce Foster, we've seen people list him as one of the best centers in college football. I know there's great centers, a great offensive lineman as a whole in the SEC, but you're telling me there's three centers better than Bryce Foster in the SEC? I just don't know if I believe that. I think he's that talented. Um, Now, I know he's a little banged up right now. As I said, we're going to talk about that and my thoughts on that. That was a mailbag question. But I just think, you know, th- it was funny. This was one of my bold takes yesterday, and I didn't – I now to, I'm going to defend it. I hadn't seen this list. I think this list did come out before I recorded yesterday, but I didn't see this list until this morning. But I talked about how I think Texas A&M has six all-SEC players, and here you go, six all-SEC players according to the coaches' poll, which I always say I trust because, you know, these are the coaches that – have to game plan against these players. They know what they're going against. Um, so, you know, I think this says a lot about the roster, about the depth we have here. This is a darn good football team filled with a ton of talent. I mean, you've got talent on, uh, you got talented freshmen, you have talented older guys, you got talented younger guys in Evan Stewart. I mean, this is an all together. And then even your punter, you have one of the best punters in the SEC, which, I mean, a little shout out to Nick Constantino. Buddy, first of all, I think you have an awesome name. Constantino, I had to learn how to say it. I've been practicing. That is an awesome name. But having a good punter, we don't talk about special teams here enough on Locked on Aggies. I don't know how much people, you know, pay attention to it, but punting's a big deal. I mean, you know, if you have a drive that stalls on your own 41 and you're able to pin the opposing team inside their own 10, I mean, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. So having a punter, that that helps you win football games. I mean, if you win the field possession game all game long thanks to your ability to punt the ball, keep the team within their own 20, within their own 10, that's a big stinking deal. So shout out to Nick Constantino, having a good punter, buddy. I mean, we're excited to see a kick this year. It's a big deal. I mean, I just love seeing that. So, I mean, that's the point we're bringing that up is, I mean, this, this team's talented on special teams. And Anaya Smith returning punts and – Anaya Smith doing whatever you need him to, returning whatever you need him to, and your punter being a good – I mean, this is just an altogether talented team, top to bottom, position to position, that is just going to win football games this season. I can't wait. I mean, it's just – we are so close. We have a guest coming on tomorrow. And, I mean, I I think this is – before we get into segment three, I mean, it's just so fun to sit here and think about how we have today's show, Thursday's show, 
Friday's show. And then on Monday, we're talking game. We're talking New Mexico. What do the Aggies need to do? What players are we worried about? Who do we need to look out for? We are so close to football here on Locked on Aggies. I am so excited, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's just, I mean, I I can't wait to bring y'all all this good coverage. It's just, we're so close. I mean, it feels like I've been doing this podcast for four months now, and I'm just sitting here going every day, like, closing my eyes. Just, come on, get us to football season. We're here. I'm so, I just had to rant about it because I'm so excited. I'm just so excited about football season. And I know if, you're, if you've been here, you every day is listening to me talk about Aggie football all summer long, you are too. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's celebrate. We are almost ready to rock for Texas A&M football. And as these preseason accolades show, this is a talented team one of the most talented rosters in college football. We have a couple mailbag questions. What are my thoughts on Bryce Foster and his health? How many touchdowns is Noah Thomas going to have? And who's my favorite player on the team? We're going to talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life, so you can move forward with all the confidence and excitement that there is. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. You know, if anybody's going through struggles, anybody's going through everything in life, and we all have struggles, we all have battles, uphill battles we have to face. And if you're going through something that you need a little bit of help, BetterHelp's the place to go get it. I mean, it, it's it's easy to use. It's a great service. I highly recommend if you're struggling and you need somebody to talk, elaborate with, talk to with, go over to BetterHelp and, and see and see what they can do for you. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnCollege. Mailbag, mailbag, mailbag time. First question, am I worried about Bryce Foster? And, you know, of course, he's dealing with a bit of an injury um, that all signs from Coach Fisher point towards him being good to go for week one against New Mexico. Um, you know, I went back and forth on this. At first, I was like, I wish they would just hold him out against New Mexico and so that he's, you know, and let him get that extra week before the Miami game. But at the same time, you want those game reps. Maybe let him play a half. Maybe let him play four drives, almost like it's a preseason game. Um, and then that's good because then you get some depth in, you get some backup players in, but am I worried? No, I think, I think coaches do a pretty good job of if they're worried about a player, if they think that there's going to be some kind of injury that is going to hold a player out. I think they generally do a good job telling you that, say, you know what? I'm worried about this guy. I don't know if he's going to play. We're going to see, you know, he's week to week, he's day to day, whatever it may be. I think coach Fisher has been pretty clear that Bryce Foster is going to be good to go. Um, and if he's not, I think he'll for sure be good to go for the game against Miami, which is obviously what I think everyone's more concerned about. Um, and then Ruben Fothery, you know, I'm not worried about him. I think he's good to go. He's ready to rock. He's been scrimmaging and practicing. He's, he's healthy. He, he was battling back from the injury. I think that they were just kind of being cautious with him. So Ruben Fothery is going to be ready to rock and roll. I'm not worried about him. And frankly, if he isn't ready to roll or if he isn't performing or Trey Zune isn't, 
Chase Basantis is an absolute beast. And I think he could come in right now as a true freshman and dominate SEC defensive lines. That's how good he is. So I feel pretty good about the tackle positions, knowing that you have him in your back pocket if somebody gets banged up or if somebody just isn't playing to the level that we need him to play to to win football games. So Foster, I'm not worried about it, but you definitely want to see you know him practicing on Monday, Tuesday as we're in full game week preparation. Next question, how many touchdowns is Noah Thomas going to have? People, Y'all love asking me about Noah Thomas, which I love because, I mean, why not a little sunshine pump for Noah Thomas on this beautiful Thursday afternoon, morning, whenever you're here watching. Um, so how many touchdowns? I think that based on the way they're going to use him and you know, knowing his skill set being a taller receiver, I think he's going to be utilized a lot in the red zone just to – Go up and get footballs. I mean, think, I mean, your average corner, a taller corner, six foot two, you know, you're, they're normally 5'11, six foot, six one. I mean, that's your genuine height. So, I mean, Noah Thomas, not only can he jump, but he also has the height over these corners to where, I mean, if you just throw it in the right spot, he can get over top of somebody and catch a touchdown. So, I think he catches six, seven touchdowns this year because I think that's going to be one of the ways they're going to utilize his frame, utilize his skill set, and utilize it in the red zone. So Noah Thomas is a player that I think is going to have a big year and I think is going to put together a big season and, and put together a lot of touchdowns. So I think six is my number. That's a good question. In the comments, if you're listening on podcast platform, head over to the YouTube comments. How many touchdowns will Noah Thomas have this season for the Aggies? If you're watching on YouTube, drop the comment. Let me know how many touchdowns. If you're watching on a podcast platform and you're listening, I mean, let me know in the comments how many touchdowns for Aggie wide receiver Noah Thomas. Who is my favorite player on the team? It's easy to say Connor Wigman. I'm not going to say Connor Wigman. It's like, I feel like it's like picking, it's like, it's like picking your favorite child. I mean, it's like, I, I, I want to, you know, I mean, I, everybody's my favorite player, but oh man, this is hard one. It's one of those like, I want to say Connor Wigman because he's the quarterback and that's easy to say, but I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go McKinley Jackson. I mean, the conversation we had at SEC media days, he's just a nice guy. He was fun to talk to, gave me some great information about the team. Um, just an all around great guy, fun to talk to, obviously knows the game well and older guy. I like McKinley Jackson. He, he's a good human being. He's a great football player. Represents Texas A&M well on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm going to go McKinley Jackson, buddy. Give you a shout out. We talked at Media Days for a while, so I, you know, that's that's my guy. He's my favorite player, um, and I'm excited to see what he does this year on the football field for the Aggies. Last thing, 30 second note about the basketball team. John Rothstein posted his, you know, how he thinks the SEC is going to kind of shake up this year. He had Texas A&M as his number one team. The Aggie basketball team is going to be really good. Old guys who know how to play, know how to play in tough environments, and know how to win football games. So I'm excited to see what the season holds for this Texas A&M basketball team, for this Aggie hoops team under Coach Buzz Williams. They're going to be good, and I think you can see this team make a run. So obviously we're going to get more into that when we get closer to season. Right now we're football, but I just wanted to say a quick note. Things are looking good for this Texas A&M basketball team. I can't wait to see what they do on the hardwood this year. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Our show yesterday about the Connor Wigman hype train 
Um, I guess it had been two days ago for you watching. It, it did really incredibly well. Numbers are looking great. And I just, all I have to thank for that is you all. Thank you so much for watching every day and tune it in. I couldn't do this without you. It means the world to me. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day today, and we will see you tomorrow.